Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Free Lawyer. And I'm so glad each of you can join us here today because this is going to be a really good episode. Um, I'm really blessed to have with us today, Suzanne Shams. Uh, Suzanne is is a practicing attorney, um, but she's developed a passion for coaching and helping lawyers and specifically helping them to be more productive and, and overcome the burnout that so many of us face. Suzanne, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, but I do have to say I'm no longer practicing. So I haven't practiced in a number of years, gotcha. but I am an licensed to practice. I just have chosen not to. Great. So I, I know you do some coaching now and you're helping and serving lawyers. Tell me a little bit about your journey. I know you've overcome some obstacles in your own personal life and career. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I would say I hit sort of a fork in the road shortly after law school where I had to make a decision whether I wanted to continue practicing and going on the path that I had set for myself. And I basically, the truth is I got sick. I was diagnosed with cancer only two years after taking the bar exam and passing and, you know, having, being on track. That, to do that must have been really, really, really scary at such a young age, particularly. It was. I was only 29 years old. Um, I was newly married to my college sweetheart. And, you know, life was just beginning. I finally got through all of the check marks, you know, I got my degree. And, but life has its way of doing that. And, and sometimes we have our own plan for our life, but sometimes right. there's another plan that presents itself to us. Right. And. You know, it's like Steve Jobs says, you can kind of connect the dots backwards, looking back, but you can't really connect the dots moving forward. And we have a plan often and it, you know, life sort of throws a wrench into it to kind of see if you're paying attention. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was that I, you know, I got sick and looking back, it was actually a wonderful thing. It, it actually allowed me to take the time and pause and reflect on my life and see if I really wanted what I was, you know, accomplishing. I, I like to say I was a hyper achiever, just going after all the things that society tells you you should do, you know, get a degree. I think that's really beautiful that, you know, I believe that every cloud has a silver lining and that often we learn and grow the most from the really difficult hurdles in our life. You know, when I have a day when everything's just perfect, uh, it's a good day. I have every right to be happy, but I haven't learned or, or, but to go through something as traumatic as that and to see it as, as, as a gift in certain ways is really powerful. You know, I won't, I won't lie and say I always saw it as a gift at the time. It was, it was difficult, 
But in retrospect, again, because I can connect those dots and look back and see that resting really helped me. I had never really rested. And it wasn't even until later when I decided, so after being sick, I decided to start a family. It was something that I had wanted to do and didn't really have a plan for. And I made a plan for it at the time, you know, when, when your mortality kind of like faces you like that, you, you kind of reassess. And so I decided to stay home. I had two wonderful boys and again, outside looking in, it was all beautiful. I was accomplished. I had a degree. I was married to my college sweetheart. We had these two boys. I, we live in a great house and I wasn't happy. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I would, I basically replaced being a stay-at-home mom or replaced the law degree with being a stay-at-home mom and, and meeting all of the, you know, Betty Crocker, uh, Martha Stewart kind of like, uh, expectations of myself mm-hmm. that didn't bring me any joy. And I really had to stop and reassess. And that was the time that really things connected. And, and it made sense to me why I kept sort of burning out in life. And why because, was that? Because I was constantly going after things that I was made to believe I should accomplish or I was made to believe were like, you know, the the castle on the hill that you should strive for. But I I really wasn't listening to myself in the process. And when I when I finally hit a wall again, um, and this time not health related, but it was more mental health related this time, I I realized I don't want to just be a stay-at-home mom. And I don't want to practice law either. What is it that I want to do? You know, what would fulfill me? What's, what does success look like for me? What does happiness look like for me? Let me and just interrupt you a second to say, I yeah. think that's really beautiful because so many times um, in the legal profession, we go through law school and, and, and we take a job and it sounds like a nice job and it might be prestigious and then we're miserable because mm-hmm. it really isn't us. It's not in alignment with our values or our goals. And, you know, so many times we get so far into life before we realize this wasn't really what we were really searching for. And, right. and how beautiful it is that you found that. And, and for that reason, I, I say I was lucky, you know, and as much as it was, it was a difficult journey. I, it wasn't easy. You know, I dealt with postpartum depression and all sorts of things. Um, but so, yeah. So you, you know, you went through the, the cancer diagnosis and how's that working out now, some years later? I'm, I'm healthy and I'm, wow, you know, wonderful. Thankfully, wonderful. I'm so grateful. And it opened my eyes to the fact that you really have to be intentional about the way you live, about the way you eat, about the way you treat your body, about the way you treat your mind and the things you do. It and, is so important to be intentional. And so often we're not, we just we kind of get in this routine of life and just day by day churning away and we're not really intentional. That's really important. What did you learn from those experiences? What was in alignment with your values and your purpose? You know, um, I think the, the biggest thing I learned is that my value is 
intrinsic. My worth is already there. I don't need to accomplish anything in order to be better. I don't need to do or, or strive for anything to be more complete. I already am. That's beautiful. That was really hard for me to understand. And I think it's not just me. I mean, not that I think I know. It's not just me because I work with a bunch of people that have similar mistaken beliefs. But I don't think it's also only lawyers. I think it's endemic to the way we live today. We believe that we need to look a certain way or accomplish certain things to be better versions of ourselves. Whereas in the process of pushing through to accomplish those things and muting what's really, you know, happening inside of us and our true desires, we, we find ourselves accomplishing those things, but not really happy, not satisfied with the end result. Um, I have two thoughts about that. The one is a saying I've heard that is something like success comes from being, not doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's who we are, not what we've done that really matters. Right. And, and I've learned in life as you have, although I learned at a much later age than you, that our our real happiness comes from inside of us. It never comes from something, doesn't come from the car, doesn't come from the college sweetheart. He may be a great guy, but that isn't in itself what gives you happiness and fulfillment. Right. Tell me about right. what you're doing today, where those experiences took you and, and what you're doing today. So now I coach other lawyers. Uh, I basically serve as a partner in shining a light and awareness upon the way that they're living their lives now and how they can improve those lives, how they can kind of reassess the beliefs that they're choosing to believe that may be holding them back from accomplishing the true success that would light their soul, their heart on fire. Maybe lighting your, you know, just making them happy, truly happy and not just visually on the outside looking like having a great life that where they should be happy. Um, I work with law firms in basically achieving all those things, but on a larger scale. Uh, A lot of what makes people feel unhappy is also a feeling of loneliness where you other yourself. And what I mean by that is you believe you're the only one who's dealing with this, or you're the only one who thinks a certain way. I know I felt that way when- I certainly did too. Some some folks know I'm a recovering alcoholic. And when I was in my active alcoholism, it was like a big secret. And I don't want to know because there was no one else in the world like me. And I've learned there's a whole world of people like me. And, and you know, there's a community that lifts me and supports me. And I realized I was, I should not have felt alone. And we often do feel alone in whatever we're going through. It may just be the grind of being an associate in a law firm with a lot of stress. And we think we're the only one, but there are many like us. So I think that's really true. Right. And I, and, and I didn't have that feeling from practicing law. Um, but I did have that feeling when I was a 
a mom when I became a mom and I felt like this is not all it was cracked out to be. I, I don't feel the way, you know, mothers look in the movies. They're not, you know, it's not all blissful and wonderful. It's not all, you know, pink and roses and, and great. It's actually quite shitty sometimes. And I believe there was something wrong with me for feeling those, for feeling that way. Um, come to, you know, and come to realize much later that no, a lot of mothers feel that way. And in retrospect, a lot of lawyers also feel like they're not as smart as their colleagues, you know, when they're in law school and when they're associates and they're, you know, they're practicing and they, they don't know what they're doing because they jump straight from law school into, you know, the practice of law. And it's not, it's not easy. And they make it about something wrong with them versus no, it's just a learning curve or there's a challenge here. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And that's right. what I mean, during yourself, you know, the, the human experience is, is a common one. We all are basically going through the same thing, just different colors of it, you know, different versions of it. And it's, it, you know, you're not alone. I think that's, that's something that it, it basically drives me to do what I do now is because I don't want other people to feel alone and I don't want other people to struggle for as long as I had to, to see that, you know, when you turn on the light, the monster is actually just a coat hanger. And, and that's how I think about, you know, the scary thoughts that kind of keep us stuck they're not real and and it's helpful to have a coach or a therapist or someone a trusted individual who is non-judgmental and empathic to your struggle to help you kind of shine a light on what what's really going on that may be holding you back those um thoughts in our mind can be really scary sometimes and we really have power over them you know mm -hmm. i, I um, you know, you didn't have power over the cancer that you were diagnosed with. You had to manage it and handle it and, and do what the doctor said, et cetera, but you don't have any power over it. But we have power over the thoughts in our mind. We can choose to think different things. We can realize they're just stories we tell ourselves that aren't true. And, and it's so helpful that you can see your clients um, experience that. What are the major challenges you think lawyers are facing today? I think the major challenges that lawyers are facing are really the challenges that our whole society is facing. So it's that we, we experience difficulty, hardship, we experience challenges, but we kind of brush them under the rug and keep pushing through. And we don't, we don't realize we don't have to live that way. Life does not have to be hard and work doesn't have to be hard. Um, the way I see it is you don't have to experience life with a headwind and just like push through. You can kind of pause, assess, and turn that headwind into a tailwind and, and really allow it to push you through. And what I mean by that is if you take the time to really acknowledge what's holding you back, whether it's thoughts or behaviors, 
you'll find that you have all the skill you need. You just need to reframe and, and re reassess where to use those skills in a way that helps you rather than hinders your progress. If that makes sense. It does. So when, when you're, meeting with a lawyer or working with one of your clients who's really struggling with some of those things, how do you help them over overcome those mindset issues, those fears, those feelings of being alone, overwhelmed, stressed, whatever it might be? I mean, it starts with literally just telling them they're not alone. And I know that sounds super uh, simple and cliche, but Truly, when you tell someone, when you tell one lawyer that actually, no, I've seen several other of my clients who is struggling with the same exact thing, they then feel like normal. They then feel like there's not something broken. And that is just enough fuel to get them to believe that something can shift for them versus I'm broken, something's wrong with me. And therefore, this is me, this is, this is my future. This is how it has to be. You know, one of the real benefits of working with a mentor or a coach like you or me is that our clients not only feel alone and they speak with us, they really aren't alone because they have an unconditional support, unqualified, we're all in. We're the only one in the world who's, who's both objective, but 100% committed to them without any agenda of our own. It's not like our partner has an agenda. Maybe our, our spouse has an agenda. Maybe the associate down the hall has an agenda. We have no agenda except the help and support. And that in itself allows that person in a confidential way to open up and share their fears and, and we can help them. Right. Right. Uh, one of the things I saw that you do is you, you help lawyers with burnout. And if there's one thing I've learned is that's a huge problem for lawyers today with the hourly billing requirements, with the need to build a book of business, to network with other people, um, a lot of lawyers are getting burned out. Do you see that as a problem and how do you help lawyers with that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a problem, right? And, and it's endemic to our industry. It's, and and to be fair, no, I mean, it's, it's what's happening in all industries right now, but, it's something that has been a problem in the legal profession for a long time. And one of the things that I believe is a solution is finding your energy leaks. And what I mean by that is a lot of, a lot of our energy is expended in either attacking ourselves. It's, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Lawyers are great communicators, right? Generally speaking. But we don't communicate with ourselves often in a way that is energy producing. Instead, it's it serves as an energy leak. It serves as a time suck when we speak to ourselves in a way that can be harmful and not serve the purpose that we're trying to accomplish. So what I mean by that is when you're not billing enough hours, when you haven't met the quota and it's December 
and you're trying to, you know, put in the time over the weekends and you're not spending that time with your kids and you're not doing, what are you saying to yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're a failure? Are you telling yourself that you are not as good as your colleagues? Are you telling yourself that you aren't, you don't deserve to make partner or you, what are you telling yourself? Because that, that's an energy leak. That's somewhere where your energy is, instead of it being used to serve the purpose for which you are working very hard to accomplish, you're just wasting it away and using it against yourself. We, we tire ourselves out by creating these um, negative thoughts we tell ourselves about ourselves. Right, right. That's what you mean by an energy leak. Exactly. And I'm not, I've never heard that phrase before, and I, I, I like it. And and I, it resonates with me because, um, you know, I can be so nice to everyone else when they do something mm -hmm. wrong. But if I ever feel, I think a lot of us struggle with perfectionism or at least excessively high standards. And, and when I don't meet them, I beat myself up. Uh, you know, I could get a 92 and why didn't I get a hundred? And, and we really can talk to ourselves very, in a very bad way that harms us and holds us back. And, and that, as you're explaining, it reduces our energy and reduces our productivity. Right. And it, and it reduces the uh, impact of any rest that we do actually make time for. So what I mean by that is there were times where I would set aside a, a significant amount of time to care for myself, self-care, right? You know, take the bath, read the book, do all the things. And yet during that rest, I was actually beating myself up for not having accomplished all the things on the list and was racking my brain about all the things that need to be done as soon as I'm done with this rest and feeling guilty about taking the rest. Well, guess what? The rest was not useful and it right. did not do what it was meant to do because I lacked the self-compassion which is, a, is the missing ingredient. I think we have all of the, you know, anywhere you look on Instagram, anywhere, there are all these people telling you to go take a bath, light a candle, do the self-care. It's not helpful and it will not serve its purpose unless you truly have that empathy and self-compassion for yourself in that moment and just surrender that, you know, I did my best. My best for today is different than it was yesterday or last year. And my best is good enough. And that's okay. And I deserve to rest because without rest, I can't keep going. And it will, my best will, will inevitably be worse tomorrow. A couple of thoughts about that. First, I really like the phrase, do our best. It, um... I'm a big believer in Don Miguel Reese and the four agreements mm -hmm. and striving for perfection never works for me, but doing my best does. And, and some days my best is as good as other days. I could have a cold, I could be tired, whatever it could be. Um, and the other is when you're talking about trying to take a rest or a nap and you think of all the things you have to do, that's something I struggle with personally. Um, my mind is always thinking ahead to where I'm going to be three or four hours now, what I have to do and what time I'm going to get home. When I get home, what am I going to do instead of being truly present in the moment? And, and life is experienced more grandly, more deeply, more richly 
where we're really present in each and every experience that we're doing. Right. And I, when I talk about energy leaks and helping my clients plug those energy leaks, often those leaks come in the form of either thinking about the future and, and not being present right now or thinking about the past and not letting go of the past. And whether it's holding yourself to unreal and unfair expectations because you did, you know, you made a mistake or whatever, or if it's, you know, holding someone else. Because the thing is, just as we are unkind and judgmental of ourselves, we inevitably are judgmental and unkind with others, even if it's not visible. We'll do it in here. And so if you're not forgiving someone for something, or if you're not letting go of something that has happened and you have no control over, you know, using that energy to basically leak into something that you can't make any shift on is, is a bad use of your energy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The term I use for that is acceptance. Um, there are a lot of things in life that I don't like. It may be the partner who's difficult, it may be whatever, but I, I have to accept them. You know, my dad was big in, in the ocean. He loved the ocean. He just loved being in the ocean. Even when he was 80s, he'd ride waves in without using a boogie board. But I'd be out in the ocean and where we were in Ocean City, Maryland, always had an undertow, which would pull us down the beach. And I'd be pushing against it and fighting it and frustrated that I wasn't in front of the umbrella where our family is. He said, just go with it. Just let it push you along, go for a little ride, get out, walk back up the beach. And that's a good lesson for life. But some of those things with it just we can't change, stop resisting them because that burns up our energy. And we may have to figure out how to handle the partner who's difficult or the client who's nasty or the law firm where we're not happy. But coming in with an attitude of resistance, you know, doesn't work. And even coming in with an attitude that that client is crazy or that partner is nasty, carrying that attitude starts leaking our energy before we've even gotten there, before the client's called and the partner said anything to us. So that's right. a really great concept. Right. Um, what do you find most fulfilling in your life, Suzanne? Hmm. I think what's most fulfilling is having found a purpose that allows me to use myself up in a way that feels good. So, you know, at the end of every day, if I've impacted at least one client's life through one insight or one conversation or just listening, I feel like I have used myself up in a way that is purposeful and changes the world. You know, it. I went to law school with these grand dreams of changing the world and, you know, doing, doing something that would just shift the entire order for the better. And I realized that that, that grand change would not occur the way I had imagined it. But when I found coaching 
and I, when I found my ability to do that big macro impact, to have that macro impact, but on a micro level with one human being at a time, I realized that I am changing the world because that person then shows up to life in a way that impacts other people. And that ripple effect is so satisfying and so fulfilling that I can be a part of, you know, making the world a better place. That's wonderful. You find fulfillment by serving and helping others. And, and you've learned that it doesn't come from fitting into some role that someone else may have prescribed to you as the course you should take. And I think that's great. Um, for the lawyers listening to us today, and here's you sharing your thoughts, who's who's feeling overwhelmed and stressed and, and questioning his or her real existence as a lawyer, um, what suggestions do you have for that person who's hearing you today? My biggest suggestion is that you don't have to go it alone. And I think one of the experiences that I had, whether it be from you know burning out as a stay-at-home mom or even prior when I was in law school um, and burned out, I thought I had to do it all on my own because anything less than that would mean that I was weak, that I wasn't cracked up to, you know, to be all the things that I thought I was gonna be. I wasn't good enough if I reached out for support or for help. And what I wanna say to every lawyer and every human being is that none of us lives in a silo. None of us can live on our own. You, you've only gotten this far because you rely on other humans, whether it's humans that grow your food or humans that make your clothes or humans that you know, offer you love and support on a personal level, it's okay to reach out for support. And it does not make you a lesser human being or- that, that is, That's so profound. Um, I, I spent a lot of work time working in the recovery community. And one of the biggest issues is folks who really can benefit from some help and support are afraid to ask for it. And for all of you out there, whatever whatever you're struggling with, that's great advice from Suzanne. You're not alone. And please don't be afraid to ask for support, whether it's a physical, and sometimes people have physical things and they put their head in the sand, certainly mm -hmm. with mental health they do, but if it's just how you're feeling about where you are in your life, reach out for, reach out for support. Um, Suzanne, you've had quite a, a life journey and uh, my question for you is, is there anything about your life you would change? And if so, what and why? And if not, why not? If you could go back and rewrite your story. You know, the right answer is like, no, I wouldn't rewrite any of it because it's what led me to be who I am today. Mm -hmm. That's true. However, if I could have reached these conclusions and, you know, this if I could have attained the wisdom quicker, sooner, less painfully, I mean, who wouldn't love that? Um, I think my biggest uh, wish is that others don't struggle for very long to fit themselves like, you know, a square peg in a circle space trying to fit into a specific mold when really you can never fit into that mold. 
we're all different and we all have what I, what I like to call a soul print, just like we have different fingerprints. We have a different soul print and your desires and the things that make you happy are there for a reason, because if you pursue those things, you can change the world just by being you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Suzanne, I call this podcast the free lawyer because it's all about how we can help lawyers really find themselves true personal freedom in their life. What does personal freedom mean to you in your life? For me, it's giving myself permission to be. I think that has been my biggest growth and that's where I've experienced the most pain, but growth doesn't come without pain often. And when I look back and reflect on this wonderful, you know, journey that I've had, I realized that my biggest, uh, my, the best moments where I feel truly free is when I give myself permission to just be, to just be me. It's okay to be me. It's wonderful to be me. And it's the biggest, um, it, it's like a, it's like a rebellion against everything that we're taught to be, which is anything but you. And in being myself, I get to be free. That is truly freeing to allow yourself to just be who you are and not who others think you should be or want you to be. That's really beautiful. Um, Suzanne, for those listeners who'd like to get in touch with you and learn more about you and what you do, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? As of now, that LinkedIn is a great way to reach out in the DMs or um yeah, that's my favorite way to connect with people. It gives me a chance to, you know, have a conversation or, you know, if you want to schedule a coffee chat, I love meeting new people. I love kind of navigating. There's no strings attached, just kind of having a conversation, navigating what, what would make your life better. And if we, it's a mutually um, beneficial relationship, then maybe we can move forward as, you know, coach and and coachy or as partners for your dreams. So that's great. That's great. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us today and, and for all the insights you had to share. It's really, really powerful what you had to say. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And for all our listeners today, uh, thank you so much for being here. And as always, please be well, be safe and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day.
thanks to all of you for your support.